0: Well, dude, dude, you look like you uh, combed your hair with a pork chop bone. What the hell? What's going on? <laughs>
1: That's it's called it's called bedhead.
0: I don't warrant you. At least try to look
1: presentable. No, you're you're lucky. I'm even awake. This morning. Oh,
0: I'm lucky. Hmm. I would be luckier if you were still sleeping, because that would probably mean <laughs> I'd be down
1: in the hot tub right now. <laughs> oh, that would be nice. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Great Dive Podcast. You're here with your refresher skills, Jamesy, buddy. I just can't get over
0: this, this hair of yours this morning. It looks like um, Kramer. That's who a you look bit, like. A little bit. Like Kramer bit when today. he doesn't do it. You know, he just rolls in his hairs off, disheveled. Like I say, you look like you combed your hair with a pork chop. That's, um, it was a barbecue pork chop. A barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> well, hence the hints of deep red tones and the hickory smell
1: I'm. Getting through the screen, <laughs> it's making me hungry. I know it. I have to get some barbecue hash omelets or something here this morning. So hey, we got some, we got some feedback and some some reviews and some comments about last week's episode about refreshing your skills and tuning up your gear and not being a dick. Don't be a dick. Don't be that guy. Did
0: we get any flack about you know using the D word and zero?
1: Great. So, there is the the hint of spring in the air, especially around here. you can tell by the two inches of snow that we got last night. we had
0: the fake spring, the faux spring, or whatever that kind of sucks you into thinking, "Oh, it's spring in Michigan. This is going to be you know my heart is light, and i'm uh, I'm all full of joy awaiting the new summer coming and then and then Michigan just grabs you by the throat and throws you on the ground and goes, "Fuck you, bitch." and you know takes a boot across your throat and just starts smacking you in the face i'm the boss here
1: right right it makes it really hard to appreciate a 40 degree even a 50 degree day in april which is normal weather when you've had a couple of you know teas teases of 75 80 and just beautiful days late march to, to then come back 25 and two inches of wet, wet snow makes it very difficult to
0: be happy. This is what this is the flowers like just started peeking their heads out, and then you take a bat and you just whack, you just smack it as hard as you can. And that's what Mother Nature did to all of these flowers and leaves that are just blooming. They just poke their head out and, like, hey, I'm beautiful, look at me. Right,
1: whack. I'm a happy cat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a happy tulip
0: what? <laughs> No, you're not No, you're dead tulip Yeah, spring is uh, In most places It's that feeling of rebirth Renewal Growth You know, it's just a fertility kind of time In Michigan It's about death It's yeah, about it's killing of- you of-
1: Ha! Get your ass back inside It's
0: about killing babies, basically <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, get your ass back inside, bitch. Ah, there you are. You put away all. This was the thing. They put away all their winter shit. This is uh, this is something that a lot of uh, Californians or anybody almost down south. We have winter clothes and summer clothes. Winter
1: clothes, summer clothes. Yeah, you have to exchange Winter those. yard
0: tools. Yeah. Well, people went and, and put their winter shit away. That's what brought this on. You know that. Exactly. Put
1: your shit away. Boom. You don't take the ice scraper out of your back of your car till June if you live in Michigan. It's a everybody knows that. Otherwise you're gonna curse us with the May snow.
0: You don't even take it out. Just leave it. My whole family, besides me, all does this winter summer switch thing, you know, where they go down in the basement. Get all the shit out of storage for the summer and put their winter stuff away. If you look at my side of the closet, there's winter clothes. or sweatshirts and sweaters right next to shorts, tank tops, that kind of thing. They're all in, they're all there because it's like a box of chocolates here.
1: <laughs> right. You, you know, never know what, you what you're going to get. get. And Brando's always <laughs> up for wearing a cardigan. <laughs> 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 winter, <laughs> summer, fall, it doesn't matter. Hey. You're gonna
0: get there. You're gonna be like, I get it now. I get it. These cardigans are nice. You just throw them on. You're warm again. you know,
1: walking around and the, freezing. And the, and the slippers that just cover the top of your the, your toes and the top of your feet. I don't wear slippers, though. no, no.
0: I I've I used to get slippers for Christmas. You know, my wife loves slippers, but I am not a slipper fan. I'm pretty much. Women love slippers. They do. Women love slippers. The key to a woman's heart is through slippers to her feet. The key to our heart is they say through her stomach. I would say not no, not necessarily. There's a direct line so a little bit lower. <laughs> it's not even a key. It's like the door's open there. It's you don't have to open you don't need a. It's not locked. <laughs> what are you talking about the appendix? Yes, the so, key to a man's heart is to his appendix. Yeah, if your appendix is gone, you have no key to your heart. Sad. Go on.
1: <laughs> so in, in our discussion last week about not being a dick and getting refreshed and ready for the season before you just jump right in on one of the big dives that you're going to do for the season making sure your gear's ready, making sure that you are ready, making sure your dive team's ready. And because we got a bunch of good feedback on it, I wanted to still stick around and play around with that new diver, new season kind of a thing, and came across this article from Dan, the Divers Alert Network, and thinking uh, I was having a conversation with a guy at the shop just the other day, and we had a discussion of a, of an old incident, which made me think it's man, time for people to start thinking about renewing their Dan memberships as well. So I was on this website and I came across this article about never too experienced to refresh skills. And I thought, oh, this is perfect timing, perfect fit about a story between two dive buddies that are two brothers well experienced divers that just made a series of you know in hindsight you look back and go well that was a dumb little mistake that was a dumb little mistake that was a dumb little mistake that nearly got him into some big trouble but it's just this is one of those all too common stories that is reported but in reality, you and I know there's a million more of almost the same exact story that, that was never reported into the numbers of, of accidents.
0: Exactly. Yeah, The uh, <laughs> when you take the microcosm of our little experiences or our little world where we run into it on a pretty usual basis, if you're, if you're out there on a regular boat diving with just regular people, not like... The magnificent people like we hang around with normally. But when we go diving on a regular boat, <laughs> I'm hoping I'm not insulting people. I just, it just, uh, I listen to myself and go, yeah, they're regular boats, you know, with the little people.
1: Well, you, you, could, you could talk about just typical quarry dives, Union Lake dives, right? I mean, Brando, like, if you've heard this story once, you've heard it a thousand times like if you had a dollar i mean you could throw all the cliches you want if i had a dollar for every time i heard almost this same story right here at the local watering hole you know yeah we, we'd be millionaires right
0: billionaires do you get a, a dollar every time the story is told or does it have yes. to be a new story yes. or can well, we every, just change the names
1: and every time new. you've heard the story even, even if it's fun. the same story even if it's the same story okay so like if i said
0: when i was a kid i'd if i was a l- little small child and uh, every time i heard three little bears it's not a different story but i might have heard it a million times cuz
1: yeah if you and yeah. if you had a dollar for every time you heard <laughs> the three little bears you'd be a millionaire i'd today. have been a mil- millionaire five year old yes <laughs> if you would have invested that in bitcoin when you were five years old <laughs> you would, you would be a billionaire yeah right i mean there's a there's a lot of stories that you hear in the scuba world of You know, the guy that turns his buddy's air all the way off and then just barely turned it on a crack half-quarter turn. Thanks, buddy. Right, Right, the the buddies that jump in the water and one swims one way, one swims the other way, and both of them still do the 45-minute, hour-long dive just assuming that their buddy's going to reappear or that never even realized that the buddy was gone? Like, like how many times do you hear that story?
0: I was going to say worse yet is the, the people that didn't realize their buddy wasn't with them on the, on the same dive. They were they did a completely separate, <laughs> separate dive, albeit at the same time, and maybe ran across each other again on the way back, and happily
1: and, and luckily nothing happened. Right. Or the, the 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 white glove treatment that you see, you know, so many divers getting at a lot of the fancy resorts, and they just, you know, take for granted that oh, that well, the dive master is going to change my cylinder for me, and they jump in the water with six hundred psi.
0: You mean the one that was up doing shots of tequila till four a.m.?
1: <laughs> that was all the dive masters. <laughs> what are you talking about? The one? This is Grand Cayman, goddammit. That was all the dive masters all oh, those cowboys. But yeah, there's a lot of those stories and and this is another one that if you've uh if I had a dollar for every time I heard this story. And it's and it's weird how like what divers will do to stretch a dive out a little bit longer, to get a couple of more minutes underwater. Skip breathing. The old skip <laughs> like,
0: breathing. Like skip breathing. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm down to three breaths a
1: minute, <laughs> and and then I suck air like a vacuum cleaner for a minute and a half. <laughs> I'm out of breath
0: on the way back up. <laughs> but I do like to listen to people's breathing patterns when I'm filming or when they're filming, and I can hear it. You know, like you, you have a very distinctive. I can tell when you you are uh, filming if I listen to the. Oh song. yeah, yeah. Because you make like it's some whale noises. I do. I and, uh, do. What I, is, are you speaking to the fish? What's
1: going on there? I, I'm, <laughs> talking. <laughs> I'm talking. to my cetacean brothers, <laughs> cetacean bro- my
0: cetacean brothers and sisters. So us not leave the sisters out. Well, I do a little. I do a little straw kind of thing. I do a long inhalation and then I pause, and then uh, I do another. <laughs> A couple more sips. I'm like drinking a fine... Yeah, yeah, you do. uh, You're like... like, i find fine Chianti with my uh, liver and fava beans. You breathe.
1: (laughs) I've noticed you breathe like the three stooges sleep. (laughs) You're like... I, I, however, like have a... Have a long – because I'm holding, holding back that exhale. I'm not rushing into the exhale. Right. So it's – I'm like – Letting the gas
0: exchange. <laughs> That's exactly the noise right there.
1: <laughs> exactly. And it's usually I'm cold <laughs> as hell too. So I'm like <laughs> –
0: I think you, you are actually speaking some underwater creature's language. Uh, I think you might be coming on to some of the larger fish.
1: It's my reptilian brain. It's your reptilian you brain. Got to, I'm, I'm yes. tapping into the reptilian brain, being, being as calm and collected as possible. And speaking their lingo. We call that
0: rule seven where I come from. <laughs> rule 7.5A. Rule 7.5A. Yes, we have a lot of rules.
1: Tap into your reptilian brain. <laughs> everybody, everybody knows that.
0: It's in all the books. If you keep (laughs) reading.
1: Look in in the appendix.
0: I thought it was an advanced skill, but it should be an open water 101. You're right.
1: So this reported story from the dan.org website in their safety and prevention section. uh, They've got a bunch of different case summaries. And this one fits right into our springtime. Get refreshed and get ready. And this is about two brothers that were active dive buddies this isn't like a couple of the other stories where you know we're dealing with people on their first dive after open water you know making a bunch of mistakes because they haven't really got anything ingrained yet right this is divers that have hundreds of dives hundreds of dives together and hundreds more of just additional diving
0: do you think the hundreds of dives together in their history before this dive they were doing kind of the same stuff that they're doing on this dive well,
1: there you go. And nothing happened. Correct. Yeah. So, Thanks for giving the whole goddamn show uh, well, away. I like, I well, mean, we'll see you next week, guys. Hey, this has I been could fun.
0: sum up all of TGDP's episodes in, in like uh, 20 minutes. <laughs> five minutes for the accidents. Five minutes for some of our great historical divers okay. that have contributed. Five minutes of humor wait 10 minutes of humor
1: <laughs> right right well people let us know what you think about the new format of the show <laughs> where brando just gets right to the point solves it hey and we uh and we have a 10 minute show
0: don't do stupid shit thank you for listening to great Night podcast have a great day thank you america and australia and canada australia i was looking at our stats the other day by the way so uh you know, it has individual listeners on there too. I think we should give a shout out occasionally. We do need to do a shout out to some of our uh Patreon and our donators. We do. donors. We do, yeah, yeah. Do. Yeah, yeah.
1: We've we should uh, we'll we'll do a um yeah, coming up here we'll we'll put together a show and uh I'll, I'll go through and get get a bunch of those names. And we'll do a yeah, big cool. shout out show. I'll get some names too. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, so in this reported story, the names and identities have been reserved and hidden for the for the innocence of the involved parties. Innocence? They're guilty.
0: <laughs> they they admitted the, it. They were, this is a confession. This whole story is a confession. And you're saying they're innocent? You should. You sound like uh,
1: overruled prosecutor.
0: <laughs> overruled. <laughs>
1: Permission to treat Objection, the witness your hon- as hostile. Objection, Your Honor. He's speculating. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> <laughs> so he says, my brother and I have completed many dives together. Now hold it, hold it. No, hold it. Hold, it.
0: Hold, it. hold it, hold it. My brother, or is it,
1: yo, my brother and I. My brother, my brother and I. Blood brother. brothers. Not like you and I are brothers. Brother. It's not a brother. It's a brother. It's brothers. Right. Like okay. related. Okay. Just clarifying they're not just, a couple,
0: they're not just a couple of bros. Right. They're legitimate brothers. I just wanted to clear that up because if, if I'm confused, I know the general public is
1: confused. Well, thanks for clarifying that because it's going to make a really big difference. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: let's get the let's let's condense the story down to the facts. He is not his brother. He's his brother. Fact 1. Got it. Your Got it. honor, fact 1. One more time, may I treat this witness as hostile?
1: So he says that they've done many dives together and they know what to expect from one another. His brother has 400 plus dives and regularly is a scuba class assistant. This guy that's writing the story said he's been certified since he was 14. He's sixty one now and in the last ten years started diving a lot and probably have two hundred log dives and he did seventeen already this year. So he's
0: What month? What month is this? If this is December, seventeen already this year isn't very much. If he's going by January one to January or December thirty one.
1: Okay, good point. Look at you reading between the lines. Your honor, I'm
0: trying to condense the story down to the facts for the listeners.
1: Now, if it, if this is January and he's already got 17 in, that's a big difference than if it's December and he's got seven. in. You, you do make a good point. You do make a good point, prosecutor. Well, your honor, on the day in question, one day they were diving in a lake. Objection. Is this a lake
0: or a pond? I mean, what's the fine line?
1: Define lake. <laughs> you saying i got going to define lake now? We, we've, got a lo- we've got a lot of listeners from the UK. It could be a lock. Is this scuba diving or is he
0: jump diving? Like is he doing a you know, triple Lindy with a you know, jackknife pike or whatever the hell these things are called? Your Honor, I think we need a little more specificity from this witness that I'm treating as hostile.
1: Our plan was to keep the maximum depth at 35 to 40 feet and stay at 30 to 35 feet most of the time visibility at that depth was about 8 to 10 feet. He says I started with 3000 psi in my cylinder and my brother had 2400 psi.
0: Okay, so are they in 80s, your honor?
1: Um, your honor, I believe what the uh <laughs> I believe what the gentleman from the prosecution is trying to say, your honor, is that 3,000 PSI versus 2,400 PSI really doesn't tell us anything whatsoever about what they have for gas in their tank.
0: Thank you, Consular, for summarizing my objections. And you are overruled. <laughs> yes, without without knowing the, the tank size, the capacity, uh, pressure is kind of meaningless. I mean...
1: Right, yeah. You know. I, mean, I mean, you read it and you, one would assume right away that 3,000 PSI is probably an aluminum 80 cubic foot cylinder. And... You know, twenty four hundred psi. I don't know. Could Might
0: be a low pressure steel.
1: Yeah, could That's be a low pressure steel. Eighty could be a low pressure steel. One twenty. Right, we that don't would really, have... really really know, and, and that would make a big difference. Yeah, yeah, more
0: gas than that three thousand psi. Eighty. So yes,
1: because uh, the little tiny three cubic foot spare air has three thousand psi in it. Boom, boom goes to dynamite. And he had two of those on his hip.
0: And I know I'm agreeing with the defense counselor here, but for once we agree. Your Honor, isn't there some kind of code to which we as as attorneys in uh, the sacred chamber of the court have to comb our hair, goddammit? Not with a pork chop either. <laughs> 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 there. Better. There. Don't you carry like a little... Thing of hair sh- stuff near you. Well, all the
1: time? I, I I haven't put any grease in my hair today. I need need to, need to go bitch. whap some pomade. This is like
0: oh, I think fresh fluffed hair. I've got a oil change needed. You get you can keep it all if you can do the change. I wish I had hair to put grease in. I'm jealous of the hair you put grease in. If I had hair like yours, I wouldn't put grease in it. Abuse. That's hair abuse. Go
1: ahead, Your Honor. Right. This testimony. <laughs>
0: should be stricken from the (laughs) (laughs) record. This guy is rambling on. Okay, so we have to... uh, Uh, We're going to assume for the story they're in the 80s, right? I think I'll agree to that, Your Honor.
1: In the presence of habeas corpus, I too, (laughs) Your Honor, (laughs) shall take said assumptions for this here certain argument to be cross-examined at a later date. Your honor, I object. But yeah, so if if one's got a three thousand psi bottle, one's got a twenty four psi, twenty four hundred psi bottle. Sure, let, let's say they're using roughly around eighty cubic foot cylinders. So the tank
0: factor on aluminum eighty for per one hundred psi's. So you got two point five times six, which comes out to fifteen. So 15 cubic feet difference. So if these are 80s, one has 80 cubic feet or roughly 80, and the other one has 65 cubic feet, roughly 65.
1: Assuming the 2,400 PSI bottle was, in fact, also an 80 that held 3,000, he's just starting with a low tank. Right. But we don't know that, right? He could have a completely full 120 at 2,400 PSI.
0: Well, with all these vagarities... Vagaries, vagueness. <laughs> it's hard to get the whole story. So, for our listeners, I think we should just assume. We're just going to have to assume. But you know, it's going to make an ass this out is, of you and me. This is a
1: hearsay, <laughs> hearsay, Your Honor. This is. A... I object. <laughs> Motion to move this conversation along, Your Honor. <laughs> Motion overruled.
0: Brando, you got more to say? No.
1: Brando, try. no, no, <laughs> no. More nonsense Brando, to
0: ramble on about. <laughs>
1: The counselor has decided to spend an hour and 15 minutes talking about tank volumes, sir. I'll allow it. (laughs) Sustained. He says we were 36 minutes into the dive when my brother indicated that he was low on air. He was down to 300 PSI. He wanted to breathe off of my tank and stay down longer since I had more air than him. I have a BCD with an Air McDoodle on it.
0: Your honor, how did he know that? How did he know that? How did he know that he wanted to stay down there? Did he another vagueness. But anyway, what I'm getting at is so he says, "I'm low, share gas." But did he communicate he said, "I do want to let's stay down here" kind of thing. Okay.
1: Yeah, you know, so again, this is what I'm talking about earlier with if if I've heard this story once, right? You know what I mean? Hey, let's uh, let's stay down longer. Let me breathe off of your octo. Yeah, it's pretty common. So I can get a little bit more time.
0: Well, that's what's taught in open water, isn't it? No, I don't think it did. did if I knew an instructor teaching, like, yeah, it's cool. If you're down to 300 and he's still got, you know, Thousand. Or well, more. I mean, it
1: was. They were having a beautiful eight-foot visibility day, right? R- remember, and, and he's got. So a thousand, who's going to want to come up from that?
0: Yeah, he's got a thousand. As long as you're back on the boat with five hundred, you're good. Now Would he's got three hundred. A- Somehow you got to get two hundred back into that.
1: So again, so here's the the brother, the the overly experienced brother, the one who regularly assists with dive classes is the one who's saying, "Hey, let's stay down longer. I'm just going to I'm just going to breathe off of of your bottle." And it's not even so much as give me your octo and we'll stretch this dive out for a couple more minutes. It's he's using an alternate inflator regulator, right? So the guy has to donate his primary, his short-hosed primary and then go to the regulator that's attached to the inflator on his Air McDoodle contraption. So he's he's got he's gonna have to swim around the rest of the dive with his head <laughs> cocked over to the left, and then his buddy isn't Your like on a thirty-six-inch-long octo where he can you know have a little bit of room to to swim around. He's on a on a short primary hose, you know, barely with enough room to to fully breathe. There's no way you're gonna enjoy swimming around in this configuration for a couple more minutes. I mean, it's not like you're donating a long hose and the guy's got room to swim side by side and we can go. Even still, I wouldn't say that that would be a smart move to do. But in that configuration, you would at least be able to swim on your own and not kick into each other and and turn this into a wrestling match.
0: Yeah, it wouldn't be a smart thing, but it would be less dumb. Okay. (laughs) that's it uh... It would
1: be a tad less dumb, Your Honor. He says the, uh, the integrated regulator, alternate regulator, inflator. The McDoodle. He said, this is- Your Honor, yes. I-, I-,
0: <laughs> I wish to ask the court that this device be referred to as the McDoodle.
1: Your Honor, he's leading the witness. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
0: leading the witness away from using
1: McDoodles. He mentions that this is a pretty short Uh, He says this is pretty short, this alternate inflator regulator, Air McDoodle. So I figured it would be easier for me to use that myself and give the right side to my brother. Your Honor,
0: this sounds as if he has never practiced gas sharing with the Air McDoodle, ever. (laughs) Or he was not told about it when he purchased it. Or he's completely unfamiliar with its use or how it's supposed to work. Your Honor, permission to treat this witness as hostile as well.
1: Your honor, I would (laughs) like to enter a plea that (laughs) of insanity that the counselor, the counselor from Georgia. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, y'all. He says, I took a solid breath and handed it over, meaning he's handing over his primary to his brother Mm -hmm. and he grabs his BC integrated regulator and blew out first and then took a normal breath in.
0: Permission to speak, Your Honor. Permission granted. <laughs> Thanks, Your Honor. Hey, uh, so these Air McDoodles, I'm always, you know, I, th- there's many reasons I don't like them. I, I don't think they're great, great scuba apparatus or utensil, whatever.
1: whatever. Fight a dollar for every time <laughs> I heard you say that. <laughs> a, mil- a million. Well,
0: it didn't come from like one day I got up and said, hey, let's, Let's all hate this one piece of equipment. I didn't just wake up and do that. I did go through uh, instructor training for another agency that uh, the shop that I was working through, they required us to have their top of their line gear and what they put in rental, right? So I had to buy all this shit.
1: Right. So you had to use one of these set doodles.
0: Yes. And I had to train divers to use it, Right. They're ridiculous. There's no practical way of using it. But on top of that, the experience I've had with already certified divers that are using them, that are continuing their education, for example, in a a rescue class. I mean, before we even begin the rescue class, I want to evaluate my students' skills, go down, we do some mass clearing, and then do some air sharing with me, right? So I go up, I'm out out of gas, my diver with the Air McDoodle with his 27-inch primary hose, donates to me. I get the gas. And then he promptly goes to his snorkel, which is hanging right next to his Air McDoodle. And there's this voice in my head that says, let him inhale. So he learns that this thing's dumb. It's fucked up. But the other voice inside, which one was, stop him before
1: he drowns. Yeah, that's a good one to have as an instructor.
0: Well, it's the, that's the lawyer's voice that comes out in me. It says you don't want to go through a lawsuit. You You'll end up these looking might be like criminal a fool. charges. Actually,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and anybody who's listening, I am joking about having a little inner dialogue. But the fact of the matter is, it wasn't the only time I saw that. That was more. That happened more than once.
1: More times than you can count. Exactly. That's another one of those if I had a dollar for every every time I, I saw somebody put a snorkel in their mouth thinking it was their alternate inflator regulator. Yep, no doubt about it. I have to at that, least give them credit though because they are
0: well, I had to force this guy to use it because I put it in a in a class. I don't think he used it on a
1: regular basis. I can I can one up you on this one. Do it. Because I've I've seen the opposite where because the person really doesn't know what they're using. They just were sold at the shop that, hey, if you go this way, you can have one less hose.
0: Well, that's that always to, the selling You go point. to
1: this one, mm-hmm. it's lighter weight, it's easier to travel with. So they, so in your case, at least they were getting all of their training in the system versus they learned on a traditional regulator with right, an octo, right, and then right. they're being sold into this is another way to go, which is easier to travel with and they go into a situation like that and their first thing right uh-huh. is to you know grab the octo you know so they try to donate they try to donate <laughs> the, the octo that's on there and then you because you don't have any gas you want a breath of something so you're going to try to breathe and then m- middle way through they realize that this is backwards and it's supposed to be the opposite way right so they got to flip flip back around which turns into a mess and usually by then they both are on the surface didn't even realize they were splashing and thrashing and fighting so much in a head up feet down position they just swam themselves to the surface in the middle of that whole melee you gave uh, you gave the diver a little bit of uh, benefit
0: of the doubt and allowed them to have the clarity to realize they don't have their octo with them anymore. Because in, in well, my there's that world, one too, yeah, yeah, there's another one. In my world, I believe the realistic response would be uh, that they search for the octo because you know these reactionary skills have to be ingrained to to a muscle memory, not not a thought process per se. The thought process is in the training. The reactionary skill is in the real life when it happens. So, and you have to train it, train that into you. By doing it over and over when you just go and buy it because the guy at the shop is like, Hey, you know that one hose that's been holding you back all your years in scuba? That's <laughs> that's why you can't have those great dives and you're struggling and you're you're overweight. It's that extra hose. It's you're overweighted, it's dragging you in the bomb, it's making you pop up too soon, you're using a lot of gas. It's this hose. Here's the solution from Ronco. Ronco for nine ninety nine you can get this hose eliminator. And it adds to your safety because you can breathe from this and control your buoyancy in your BCD. Unfortunately, it's more than nine ninety nine. It's like <laughs> it's three twenty nine ninety nine. It's triple the
1: price, but <laughs> it lightens up your regulator back.
0: That because that hose, man, that hose. You've we've all had that hose. That one. I got to get rid of this hose. This thing almost killed me. It almost killed me by giving me an almost sane. Ability, an almost sensible method to share gas. <laughs> he says that this is where the dive went wrong. I don't think so. I don't think
1: so. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't. This Your Honor, isn't I where object. <laughs> He's badgering the witness, Your Honor. <laughs> Wait, are you saying that, that it went wrong before he breathed water?
0: Yes, I th- I,
1: you're reading my mind, Your Honor. He says. That this is where it turned into about 90 seconds of panic. And I assumed that I had cleared the water out, but he didn't. My first breath in, he inhaled water. Son of a... Nice
0: sound effects, um by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Your Honor, I think the... uh the Counselor here is attempting to influence the jury in a manner not conducive with uh, Honor, fairness and equity.
1: My, the gentleman counselor from from Georgia can <laughs> he, he can bring these these accusations hey, up y'all. in his closing arguments?
0: Hey y'all, we're
1: still we're still talking about the facts, Your Honor.
0: y'all. Y'all want to call me uh, counselor from Georgia? <laughs> Well, why are y'all doing that? I, I'm clearly from Texas. All right, all right, all right.
1: So again, like I, I look at this, and we go, well, this is again is one of the other reasons with those alternate inflator regulators is is you know as well as I know that all regulators don't clear water as easily as other regulators. The, the way mm-hmm. the second stage is designed and where the exhaust valve is on the regulator, some regulators, you kind of have to take a, a little bit of thought process to make sure that the water that's in there is going to be in a place that's conducive for exiting the second stage clearly.
0: Right. And most of these Air McDoodles have like a uh, a side exhaust. Right. You know, which if anybody is dove, even Poseidon's, they're a little, take a little more effort to clear.
1: Yeah, yeah. A, a side exhaust regulator like that. You got to make sure the water is over where the valve's at for it to get out. Now, if you were well-practiced in the use of this device.
0: Like most of the con it, men that
1: sell these. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it would be a little bit of a different story. But I just insulted a lot of the dive shop owners. That, uh,
1: you did. You yeah. did. He says, breathing that first breath of water caused a choking reflex, which left me with little air left to try to use to clear that auxiliary regulator again the second time so he coughed he's coughing out all of the the air in his lungs so he doesn't have enough like pressure to give another blasting exhaust clear from his own lung pressure
0: Hmm. maybe we can uh design a piece of equipment to help with that (laughs) hey all you engineers out there listening (laughs) up (laughs) <laughs> get your fucking heads in the game and get going on this. <laughs> because we can make this McDoodle work. We can just keep designing just, and designing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's fucking implanted in our throat somehow. We need some bioengineers. We need some
1: <gasps> physicians. The second breath that he took was half water and not enough air to even survive. I think his DNA
0: right now is converting into fish DNA. And that's why the half water is cool. Well,
1: it's he just is started. tapping into his uh, reptilian <laughs> brain right now, it's isn't he? His
0: cetaceous it? brothers and sisters. This
1: is, uh, this is fight or flight about ready to kick in right yes. at this moment. Well, that's panic, yeah. He says, at that moment, I thought about shooting for the surface. and Understanding what that would have meant, I tried one last time to clear and breathe. And this time I received enough air to start working out the problem. I was still choking from the inhaled water, but I was no longer in danger of drowning. So he's able to breathe now. It took him three attempts to get enough water out of the second stage that he's not taken in mouths full of water with every other breath, right?
0: Your Honor, I believe this is a false statement. That's an assumption that he's no longer in danger of drowning. I... I believe, and I can prove, that he's still in plenty of danger of drowning.
1: Your Honor, the evidence clearly (laughs) being shown by, by the case report does not show that these allegations should be explored at this particular time. So he says, at that point, we went for the surface. After reaching the surface, I told my brother what happened. He asked why I didn't just take back my regulator. And I said that I was afraid that I didn't have enough breath left to clear it. And that I felt my best chance was to work it out with what I'd had.
0: If only there were a way to clear a regulator without (laughs) exhaling. Your Honor,
1: is there a way? You can't handle the truth. (laughs) He says, then he asked me why I didn't just tap the purge button. (laughs) What's a purge button? (laughs) He says, uh, this was the comment that made me turn white. Now you know why I was what?
0: asking if it was a brother or a brother. Right. Because if it's a brother that just turned white, <laughs> now you get the seriousness and the
1: gravity scared, of this How scared situation. he was. Right. Now, now you can really see the gravity of how panicked he was and how embarrassed he was because he says, why didn't I do that? Why didn't I just hit the goddamn purge button? The answer, he says, is that I hadn't trained for it, and it never occurred to me. That's weird. I assume. What's that? I was going to say, that's weird. It's a...
0: He <laughs> sounds like everything we talk about in the Great Dad podcast.
1: I haven't trained for it. Wait, if you don't practice parallel parking, you're not going to be good at it when you're right in the middle of downtown and you got to squeeze your SUV in between two Ferraris?
0: And do it in emergency. Do it, do it while there's like 300 people watching you.
1: Right. You're, you're right in downtown out in front of a nice bistro. You got to park. You got to parallel park your car. And you do the 47-point parallel park. <laughs> you're, trying to, you're trying to squeeze that in in between. You got a Bentley parked in front of you. You got a Ferrari parked behind you. You're trying to squeeze that 87 <laughs> Ford Bronco in, in, between, in between the two. Yeah, it's, it's, it needs to be a practiced skill. Like everything. Yeah. He says, I assumed... Sharing my air would be second nature, and I I had no concerns about the situation until it became critical. It was a life lesson learned that we all must practice the basics so that the basics are never forgotten. He says, I had forgotten a basic life saving skill that nearly caused a drowning. Agreed. And if we look at like, like nearly causing a drowning, yeah, that's one.
0: Maybe two drownings.
1: Maybe two drownings and possibly a lung overexpansion injury. Because he says right there a, a minute mm-hmm. ago that at that point they just went for the surface right. in a panic. So one of them could have been struggling with the regulator, lost a regulator, held their breath. Yeah. Um, could have been too fast of an ascent and could be some other form of a a decompression issue. A lot of things could have happened from something that should be a routine, well-practiced skill for anybody that's – any human being that's trying to go underwater and breathe, you should have the holy grail of emergency skills pretty routine.
0: Yeah, the gas-sharing thing is – yeah, it's beyond me. You learn it once and most divers don't ever do it again, even though they'll progress all the way into advanced diver or whatever specialties they do and, and there's never a uh it's not required reading the manuals in these specialty classes. It's not required to
1: right. share gas. In fact, or- most most instructors say, Well, don't worry, I'm not gonna ask you to do any mask clears or air shares. <laughs> this is the advanced class.
0: Exactly. See it's uh you're just gonna go deep. <laughs> You're going to go deep we're gonna, at we're, night.
1: We're just, we're just going to go deeper, darker, longer, <laughs> and put more risk in the situation. And uh, what I need you to focus on is tying a bowline. Exactly. He says, that was inexcusable. Had my brother been out of air and I shot to the surface, it could have been catastrophic for both of us. We took a 45-minute break and did another dive, which I'm glad I did, he says. Kinda like getting back on the horse, so to speak. Yeah. And I get it. Like that that's that probably was good for his psyche at that at that point of wow, that was a close call. We're okay. Let's not ever do that again. Now, he says later that day I noticed some tightness in the center of my chest. It was very minor. And I had no problems breathing. I think it was just because of choking on the inhaled water. But it didn't go away, right? He's a 61-year-old guy, just made a fast ascent, uh, was choking on water, completely submerged in 30, 40 feet of water. There's some potential for some concern there.
0: There's a real potential I, I was just going to comment on. So the choking is basically cutting cutting the air supply off. And if you're ascending, in a shallow area especially, because the ratio— Of expansion is is larger right then say 99 to 66 feet is a less of a ratio than 33 to the surface although they're both 33 feet yep just pointing that out for the newer folks so they're in a shallow area and even moving up eight feet from say 15 feet to 7 feet or 20 feet to 13 feet kind of thing that can expand it if your lungs are blocked off from say coughing or choking Yeah, right, right. right. And pop a bubble right back into your bloodstream, or worse.
1: Yeah. He says, a few days later, the tightness was still there, so I called Dan for advice. It was suggested to go see the doctor since I was concerned enough to ask about it. And I did so, and he said he had some chest x-rays done. Thankfully, everything was okay. He says, I appreciate the ability to call Dan Medical Services for advice. Hopefully, this message can be reinforced so that others don't make the same basic mistake that I made. And this winter, I will take a refresher classes to brush up on all the basics. I can't afford to forget any life-saving measures. Now, you may be correct from earlier in that his 17 dives this year, it might have been already very late in the season because he said, now this winter I'm going to take a refresher class. So it could be approaching the end of the year right now. Right. And let me bring back to what we were talking about earlier. Had he not had the tightness in his chest – and the fear that he may have something going wrong with his lungs and didn't have the need to call Dan, this probably would have been one of those stories that never got reported. Right. And there, there wasn't a case summary written up about it. It just was one of those sweep it under the rugs and let's keep this between you and me stories. Right, bro? Yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> if
0: a tree falls in the forest and nobody hears it, did it happen kind of thing. And if nobody heard this story, it doesn't happen. The, even the potential doesn't even get examined. That's what gets me is we, we can uh, sit here and look at the, the equipment configuration and play out a gas sharing scenario, just in our heads for that matter, and go, this is how it goes downhill real quick. You know, it's kind of a ridiculous piece of equipment. I hate to get you know on my podium about one piece of equipment, but I mean, this one is was like, come on, guys, it's not practical. This is
1: this is the this is the classic piece of equipment that is engineering for the sake of marketing, right? This is this is engineering for the sake of marketing. Hands down, it's, yeah, it's not being used because it's a smarter way to share gas. It's not being used because it's easier to make an ascent in the event that you do have to go to it. It's not being invented and used because it's a better breathing unit in the event of a very nervous, scary situation. It's not that it's an easier donation system to swim your way back to the mooring line because you're out in the shipping channel of of, uh, of an area where just making a, a free ascent is not a smart idea. Right? It's not for that. It was strictly for a different piece of gear to sell somebody to, to get a dollar bill out of their wallet.
0: I like the way you think there, James. I'm going to even go one step further, Your Honor,
1: and uh,
0: say this, this is something we, we talk about a lot, especially in the classes we teach, is the mentality of fixing a skill problem or fixing a non-problem... With equipment. And really, the extra hose for the octo or the alternate air source or the secondary air source, whatever you want to call it, the extra hose. Is not an issue. It's not your issue. It's not anyone's issue. If they're having trouble gas sharing, and, and if it's that much extra weight or whatever, whatever reasoning you're using to justify these size eighteen shoes that you're wearing on the way out of your Volkswagen Bug as you prepare to entertain the circus attendees,
1: all forty of you <laughs> climbing out of that, <laughs> that
0: bug with your air mcdoodles. How do they
1: get? How do they get all those clowns in that thing?
0: Yes, I mean. An, I get it. if you get sold one, sorry, I've been there, I've used it, and that's what I'm speaking from. It it's not a uh, it's not a viable solution to air sharing and alternate air source use. And the, the clearing up of this one hose that seems to be holding you back is a ridiculous reason for this that actually compounds problematic issues like this is a much more complex piece of equipment than one that's a, an inflator and one that's an all completely separate and usable second stage right
1: right yeah and, and if the, the argument is well nobody properly stows their octopus and it's it usually falls out of the triangle area location and it could be full of mud and and sand and coral and and, so that but those were developed by you know marketers of (laughs) of reasons why we can put in the bullet points of the advertisement of why you can buy this piece versus that because if even if you had an octo and and you know as well as i do that i'm not a proponent of the octo system either but it's Still, I would say that that is smarter preferable. than this other one.
0: Yes, I agree. Much preferable. If and I, I too, to like you,
1: you know, had a had a a brief moment in my early days of, of being a dive master and instructor, where I too was sold. You got to use this system. Mm-hmm. And I remember having a situation where it was a class, and and the diver had an air share to do, and swam up, spit a regulator out, and you know it, it turned into. <laughs> a mess because she was going for like she sees and is used to the octo system so she's going for the alternate inflator regulator and i've got mine out to donate this but she wants to breathe off of this one and i remember having the revelation of like this is kind of a really stupid convoluted mess james
0: i have to uh, prophylactically that's the right word head off the arguments that are going to come back in of which one of the biggest one is i'll carry an octo and my air mcdoodle
1: whoa
0: hold the phone (laughs) we took dumb to a a (laughs) new level to the nth degree i mean i would have people like this they would bring this up as their argument when i was teaching fundies or whatnot uh i've got both okay dumbass um Motion to make this piece of equipment <laughs> even stupider, Your Honor. Motion to, to treat this witness as an
1: idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, I also have a pony bottle and a spare air. <laughs> Your Honor, I've got 17 different ones to to switch over to in the event of an emergency. How could this possibly go bad? Oh, boy. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> I cannot not it handle what? the truth.
0: Because the truth is, it's out there. It's out there. You'll see it the if, you, if you dive enough, especially. But the the alternate air source, the Octo, along with the uh, Air McDoodle, seen it. As a matter of fact, yeah. I've almost went to that back
1: in my early days of shame. So. Oh, yeah. I, I, I remember taking my... Uh, advanced nitrox, and one of the guys had just you know, a, a regular old BCD mm-hmm. in his class. This was late 90s with a pony bottle with a seven-foot hose on it. Perfect. An air, so- an air source on the regular BCD. Okay, hold on. Um, hold, hold, hold on. Hold a a, decom- hold on. a decompression bottle, bottle slung a- across, <laughs> across the front of his of his V C D but he didn't really have buck he didn't really didn't really have <laughs> d rings that were proper so it was just a-
0: I, I, I gotta go i gotta go to the pony bottle with the seven foot hose there, this is clearly no thought was giving what's given whatsoever it's like seven foot hoses are good pony bottles are good pony bottle with seven foot hose
1: it's got to be awesome well, and it, at the beginning of the dive though, you didn't let me finish. At the beginning of the <laughs> dive, it was all bungeed up. He snorted into cocaine the, into the side. But but then at the first skill that we had to do yeah. was deploy the the, the seven the foot hose. Seven foot hose off the pony bottle. So now when you just clipped the second stage back up, you had a seven foot giant hula hoop like trailing behind you. Because there was no way you were going to restow that feet <laughs> of you know, hose on that pony bottle attached to your tank behind you. My question is, okay, seven-foot
0: hose, what it's used for, it came out of cave diving. So you can follow single file in places that are too small, too narrow, too tight for two divers to fit through. So you can right. go single file. Now, with a pony bottle with a seven-foot hose, I mean, let's just go out on a limb and go, I'm going to share gas using this pony bottle. And I'm going to give him the hose from it. Why wouldn't she just give him the whole fucking bottle? Here you go. You don't need seven feet. You don't need to be attached to me because this is just clipped off here. It's a pony bottle.
1: Ooh. Hey, I was taking the class. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't teaching. The you could class. Be criticizing. I had the instructor at the time was like, "Yeah, that'll work." <laughs> of course.
0: Well, in classes like that, you're not paid to critically examine your students' equipment. And this student obviously needed someone with some experience and knowledge and ability to dive well, to teach him. Well, because yes. what brought him to that, whatever brought him to that is is part of the issues we see today.
1: Yeah, and that's why we keep coming back to there's so much value in an, experience, in an experienced instructor that's been down many roads. That's it.
0: Down many roads is a great, great thing to put in there because – that instructor who's done all that can give you real world, you know, experience-based teaching. That's invaluable. You can't put you know the price tag on that. That's a lifesaver, and it's a money saver too,
1: James. in the long term, you're yeah. right. It is. It, it is. You're, you're saving the, the crying the student. out
0: loud. Um, I want to take this this whole podcast and continue to hijack it, and uh, I want to go on to this. If one is good, two are better kind of thing where <laughs> do you remember we had a good friend and in all of these criticisms i make these are not about the person the human being they're not bad people i don't believe they're horrible people i don't believe they're you know in politics i don't believe any of that but um yes i believe politicians are horrible people if that's what you uh, got out of that um it's just it's a criticism on the choices they've made with their diving so we had a good friend Really like the guy. The guy is great. He's funny. He's nice. Um, but he used to carry seven knives, seven cutting devices, I should say, not knives, on various places. He also had—I don't know how many second stages. I'd have to look at the picture of him. How many second stages did the guy have? I don't know where what would, you would do, where you would go to, to share gas. Well, he had them
1: in alphabetical order. <laughs> they were, <they> were <laughs> you know, color coded. Same. All right. <laughs>
0: They were color-coded. He was an engineer, though. He was an engineer. Again, I liked this guy a lot. He he was really a lot of fun to be around. Um, it's just uh, some of the choices he made with diving. And these were his choices. He didn't learn these from an instructor. He was an engineer that decided to take his engineering thought process into scuba diving, which the result was seven knives between four and six second stages on them. Um, I could go on
1: and on. Objection, Your Honor. The plaintiff <laughs> is being led. Motion to uh, motion to move forward into. Oh, uh, the comments, let's, let's listen to these comments from uh, from the guys over at Dan. They they said that there are several lessons to be taken from this scenario. When clearing any alternate air source, it may take multiple exhalations to fully clear the device. And when taking the first breath after attempting to clear, remember that you should be taking that first breath cautiously. Some divers take a small breath just to see if it's wet or not. Others put their tongue on the roof of their mouth. Right? I mean, there's all different stuff that you, you've taught along the ways of like... Like you know, yes. not just shoving something in your mouth and inhaling, and yeah. Sucking air, like the, you, you've gotta go into it with some clarity, and you're only gonna do that by practicing on a normal regular basis. It has
0: to be instinct because you're going to be doing it when shit hits the fan. You're not doing it like la di da di da, I want to switch over to this reg now. I mean, you may if you get into stage diving and deco diving and you know, diving where it's required that you switch bottles, tanks, regs, etc. But most of the time, a gas sharing emergency scenario is an instinct,
1: and it's a, yeah, it's a it's a memory. shocking it's a shocking spook of ninety seconds of panic, like we were looking at in this. It's not a okay. Are you ready to do our practice air share? I'm ready to do our practice. Are you ready to Are you ready to do our practice? Second stage switch, uh, Air MacDoodle deployment.
0: That's not how it occurs. No, it's just like the mask thing. It's not like, oh, are you ready to have your mask kicked off your face? No, nobody asks that. And that's why it's a ridiculous way to teach a flooded mask. Yes, the first time you introduce the skill, take your mask, flood it, give me your mask. After that, it should just be you lose your mask. You just lose your mask. You'd be way better equipped and prepared in for real life scenario
1: when your mask gets booted off somehow he says there are additional considerations when dealing with an alternate air source that is integrated into the bcd he says if sharing air uses these type of air mcdoodles the donor <laughs> takes the alternate and gives the primary to the one eating air the diver in this scenario made the right decision By donating his primary and using the integrated one himself, but it's further important to remember that these types of regulators need to be serviced and maintained just as any other. Kind of, we talked a little bit, you know, from Mm -hmm. last week of of maintaining that stuff is serviced. And he makes mention that a lot of people blow off getting that air source service because it's attached to the BCD. And when I get Mm -hmm. my gear service, I just bring the regulator. The BCD doesn't need to be serviced as much as the the regulator. A lot of people feel, but you got to remember that that is a full-functioning regulator as well that needs to be maintained.
0: So when it does malfunction, and and I know you've had this, I've had this, cold-water divers get this, and even warm water, if their equipment hasn't been maintained properly, uh, you're diving along and you, you hit your BCD, put a little gas in it, and it freezes open, and it just keeps inflating your BCD. Okay, we're taught this. We are taught this in Open Water 101. The reaction the yeah yeah, is to the runaway inflator yeah runaway inflator the reaction what you the proper response to that is to this is another one okay you did it thanks see you later (laughs) (laughs) that's mastery he (laughs) mastered
1: it well yeah so you've got you have to shut down the air source or just disconnect it yeah which which means now you can't breathe off of your backup or put any gas in. Yeah. You have no alternate air source, and you have to put gas yes, in orally, right? And prov- There's a myriad a myriad of issues of why you and I are not fans of the of the old Air McDoodle. I think we've covered most of them. I hope, I hope we have. If we can
0: convince just one person to take their Air McDoodle and set it on fire and film it for us, this would have, this will have been the most beneficial podcast we have put out yet, I think. Just one person will save a thousand lives over a, a span of A hundred years. You heard
1: it, people. You heard it here (laughs) first. Uh, The Dan comments continue by saying that while some buddy teams may desire to extend their dive by breathing off the cylinder of the diver with the most gas... This, believe it or not, is not recommended. See, they're nice here. They're nice. This guy's, nobody's
0: going to be, and, and this is why people still do it, it's because they're nice. They're like, oh, it's not recommended, but he's okay with it. He said it's just not recommended. He didn't call me dumb. He didn't say it was a jackass move. He didn't say this is foolish. He didn't say get out of diving. He just said it's just not recommended.
1: Right. Yeah. Cause I mean, I mean, you guys just did nearly a 40 minute dive. Your buddy's down to a couple hundred PSI. You're going to extend the bottle down. So now you're going to have – you are low on gas. Yeah, now both of us are going to go sucking, sucking away down on this bottle. I'm guessing, James. Yeah, yeah. There's, no, there's no smart decision no. In, in that.
0: Do you think we can assume that they didn't even look at the gas when they went to the ga- – here you go, share gas. Didn't even check to see how much he had.
1: Because well, we yeah, didn't next, get it reported. Yeah, next, next thing surface. Yes.
0: Right. That's how it should have been. It's share gas. <laughs> how much we got? Do we have to go up right here? Do we have to, can we make it to the upline? I mean, all of this stuff should have been in, in the dive plan
1: right off the bat. No doubt so, about it. Yeah. I mean, it, it sh- I'm sorry, but you're a human being going underwater. Uh, wouldn't part of your plan being, if we're in the event of not having gas to breathe— we need to make sure that we always have enough to still get everybody home. That's part of putting together that plan.
0: Right. Rather <laughs> than, hey, let's share gas and we'll keep diving.
1: I don't know how much gas. Just, just <laughs> run out. Just run out, and if, if you want to stay longer, we'll just both uh-huh. suck off of this bottle until we both run out.
0: As long as we're back on the boat with 500.
1: And then we'll just drop our weights and bail to the surface.
0: Don't forget. Ah, uh,
1: come from the land of the ice and snow. Ah! <laughs> 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 yeah, uh... But just be on the boat with 500. <laughs> they say that the main takeaway of the scenario can be drawn from the diver's statement that he hadn't trained for it. And by it, meaning the use of the purge button to clear a regulator. I don't know. I think it's more, it is gas sharing,
0: period. He, it's obvious he didn't train for it, that he didn't train for gas sharing.
1: Yeah. He, he wasn't fully familiar with the equipment configuration that he was using they say that by it they mean using the purge button to clear a regulator it could be that he was that he was taught this method but it had been so long since the technique was used that it slipped his memory or the fact that he was never trained in it like we talked about earlier right he learned on one system and now he switched over to this low profile attached to my bcd get rid of a whole extra hose but was never comfortable with practicing this that new equipment, but they say regardless, reviewing essential skills like clearing your regulator, sharing air, etc., should be practiced with some regularity, especially when using new and unfamiliar equipment, and should be part of any buddy check if unaccustomed with each other's setup. This diver made the right decision to plan a refresher over the winter to brush up on the basics. Practicing those fundamental skills is an essential part. Of diving safety and there you go that's um what it's like to never be too experienced to refresh your skills like we were talking last week right now is the the refreshing the skills time like so you and i are getting in the water not to go do a big old dive right out of the gate it's to get into the swing of things for a while 'Cause we've got a couple of big dives that we want to do later this year. That's exactly right.
0: Yeah, you don't just throw on a bunch of auxiliary bottles and other tasks into a more complex dive plan without practicing a little bit. Get back in the swing of things, put yourself through the ringer, film it. Diving with the guy who uh love diving with him, but he's he's got goals of and they're, and they're easily attainable goals for him, especially, but Uh, He's got to get in the water and practice using the equipment he hasn't used in a while. And that means uh, a deco bottle and and planning for longer dives and the decompression and the stops and all that stuff you have to practice as well as that very fundamental basic stuff of gas sharing.
1: Yeah. You have to practice the skills that you're not good at, right? More, more than you have to practice the skills that you n- know down pat. And there's so many divers that, that do that. They just they want to get in the water, be in perfect trim, have perfect buoyancy, and just maneuver that frog kick that they've perfected and swim along and have another good, successful dive. They don't want to practice the mask share. Right. They don't want to practice the, the ascent share. The mask. The mask. Sharing. Uh, the, the gas share.
0: The oh. mask sharing. <laughs> I'm like. I want to do this mask sharing. Thing.
1: I just ordered you uh, air it's buddy mask. mask. <laughs> a, d- a buddy <laughs> mask. <laughs> Bunny mask.
0: Here, you use it for you use it, look around. Here, you take
1: it. It's but so yeah, cool. like like yeah, yes, definitely practice your frog kick and practice your bat kick. But don't spend all day on it. You know that stuff. Dude, the dive is the practice for it. <laughs> yeah, you got to do right. Yeah, you got to practice the skills that you're still struggling with. You you don't ignore those ones, or you're not fami- not fresh with them. You might not be even be struggling
0: with them, but they're not fresh.
1: Yeah, the the the, the practicing you're you're doing all of them. You're you're re affirming your knowledge of the ones you are good at. You're working on the problems that you're having with the skills that you're still a little choppy with. That's what practice is, is getting you up to the swing of where all of those skills are instinctive in you and can come out when needed. The thing about it too, James is uh, there's a double
0: reward or whatever the Japanese call double happiness. Um, That's when you're married and you have, you get children too. double have. Anyway, the double reward of practicing these skills that you're not fresh with is a, those skills, you, you, they're fresh again, right there. You become better at them because you're practicing them. You're doing them. You repeat the repetition will build a competence in those skills. the, to me, even maybe a bigger value or a bigger added value to that practice is the um, confidence that is gained because you're not worrying like, oh, shit, I hope nothing goes wrong. You know, you're like, eh, we practiced it. It's nothing. It's butter. It, it just flows right. out of me in, 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 without me even thinking it, Right. So that's the added benefit. When confidence is up, your enjoyment of the game or the, the dive is up. Competence yeah. builds confidence, which builds enjoy- enjoyment.
1: It, which is why we're diving in the first place is so that we can have a nice that's fun time underwater with our, with our bro. Not, not so that we can maybe skirt an underwater panic and almost die. Right. Although, I mean,
0: a little adrenaline surge never (laughs) killed anyone, or maybe it has. Or maybe it has. (laughs) uh...
1: Well, all right, everybody. Um, I hope you enjoyed this little dive with the Great That Podcast. Should we sign some logbooks, Counselor?
0: Your Honor, I object to signing logbooks on the grounds that (laughs) we sign logbooks every week. And um, yeah, I don't want to be any part of this dive. What are you going to say, Your Honor? Overruled. You will sign logbooks. Brando. (laughs) I want to see you in my chambers. You you (laughs) cannot handle the truth. (laughs) Dear Jamesy, you're right. I'm guilty by reason of insanity. Hung jury. (laughs) Hung jury. jury. (laughs) All right, everybody. We'll see you next week. Safe diving, folks.